to Core Community Covenant Church with Pastors Max and Trish. Join us as we learn more about the Word of God. Today is Palm Sunday, and according to our study, uh, we are in the middle of a series on perseverance, and specifically the topic today is perseverance through suffering. Uh, And it happens to fall on Palm Sunday, which typically when we celebrate Palm Sunday in church and, you know, every passion play I've ever seen, Palm Sunday is this joyous, triumphant, you know, triumphant entry. Exactly, where people are laying palm leaves and singing Hosanna and he comes in uh, as this victorious king. But when you actually look at Luke chapter 19, it really gives us a context for the the topic that we're going to dive into today, which is how he persevered through suffering. The whole week of Holy Week, uh, we we see that Jesus went through a range of emotions. And when we just look at Palm Sunday, the triumphant entry, triumphant entry through that lens alone, uh, we really miss the larger picture of of suffering, death, and resurrection um, that he knew was was coming. So when you look at uh, Luke chapter 19, it says when, uh, starting in verse 37, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. And so the first thing just to know is the scene really begins at the Mount of Olives, which is where he ends up, uh, you know, towards the end. Um, as he as he cries out to God, um, even to to take the cup from him, and the in this scene the disciples are are rejoicing in loud voices, uh, not for who he is, but for the miracles they had seen, and how easy it is to praise God uh, when we have miracles and healing and when we get what we want. And they say, "Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest." Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Jesus, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And then as he approached Jerusalem and he saw the city, Jesus wept over it. And he said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you on every side. They will dash you to the ground you and the children within your walls, not leaving one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. And then he entered the temple area and began driving out those who were selling. So in the bigger picture, you know, as Jesus is facing his upcoming suffering, the people around him are totally clueless. They're rejoicing and praising, you know, they turn up the worship music real loud uh, with no idea of the presence of God that is really among them. And Jesus is angry as he enters the temple. He's weeping over Jerusalem. Uh, he He's not rejoicing with the crowd at all. He's actually giving us a picture of how to persevere in the face of suffering. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not something that we normally see at church. We definitely see this... Uh, production of this happy like kind of of homecoming queen (laughs) the wave and everything else hosanna and they're laying palm tree uh, palm uh, 
branches. Palm yeah. branches, thank you, and everything else. But but yeah, absolutely. And he and he's just weeping. And it's 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 such a powerful thing that he's like here they are, so close to this peace of God. And we even met, mentioned like right now he's coming on a donkey weeping and in revelation he's gonna come on the horse with a sword he's like as a conqueror is like all right you didn't accept me uh this way as your savior um right he says if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace yeah peace with god peace with one another so as we look today at suffering persevering through suffering we we really take a look uh you're gonna help lead us through Three things that suffering uh, causes us to long for, that suffering actually creates a desire and a longing in us uh, for something more, more within the world, uh, more within ourselves, and more uh, in God's presence. Yeah, and and if if again if if you're not totally following, like why why are we speaking of persevere of perseverance today? Why are we speaking on suffering? Just to kind of understand that. Well, we introduced persevering last week uh, in the verse of Acts two two twenty six. When we know we're we're standing on this. Pro- I'm sorry, forty six. Thank you. We're standing on, on on these verses as the first church, and and they were doing all these things. And verse forty six says, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And when we look at at the Greek part here. Where it says every day they continue to meet, that 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 word right there, continue to meet, is actually proskaterio, which means persevere. So when when the, in this context of the new church, when when uh, Luke is is writing here about they are persevering through things, they're persevering to come together, to eat together, to break bread together, to to uh, to have sincere heart, glad and sincere hearts. That was when talking about meeting together in the temple. Of course, pretty much having Bible study, having church. You know, <laughs> so when we talk about the whole point of us uh, bringing this up is that uh, the power that we have in the body of Christ and how important it is to have a body of Christ. So yeah, our relationship with Christ is a personal, a personal decision and a personal walk. We're not going to be saved by somebody else's that we know, but what God, what God is telling us, what the new, the first church is showing us, that we need to persevere to push through. That sometimes maybe we got some church hurt. Maybe we we have somebody that we don't like. Maybe the music is not how we like it. Maybe the preacher is not uh, as as charismatic as I want to. But we need to have that body of body of believers, and we need to persevere through that. Right. That way, the Satan would not take the uh, foothold and kind of push you away right. from the body. And at the same time, when we persevere, it's important, you know, looking at in the context of it's just t- the timing of Palm Sunday falling in line with this is that we don't have to persevere by singing and praying harder and pasting a smile on our faces. We are supposed to persevere in the fellowship of Christ's sufferings with one another, mm-hmm. um, which gets into the, the first text uh, that we're going to look at. But we we can weep, we can be angry, yeah. we can work through, you know, if, if sadly, you know, people have been abused in church and again, church hurt, there's a whole lot of layers to, to yeah. what that looks like. Uh, but to be able to find a safe place and a gathering of believers, we were not meant to do this journey alone. Mm-hmm. And we have to persevere in our faith 
in gathering together with other believers. So even though listening to a podcast, this is great, you know, fine teaching, Mm -hmm. it is so important to find a local gathering of believers because it's just not the same when you're virtually tuning in or you're just watching a service passively um, as it is when you have that one-on-one, that discipleship where you're in a small group, where you're sharpening each other, asking questions, and you're really suffering and doing life together Mm -hmm. and being real you know, you don't have to stuff your emotions. You don't have to paste on a yeah. smile. Yes, we have to persevere, but persevering through suffering doesn't mean that we uh, that we totally push down that. our emotions, mm-hmm. right? Um, it means that we bring our whole selves to church. Yeah. We bring our whole selves to that community. We bring our whole selves to Christ to be transformed. Yeah, and again, when we're talking about the body of Christ and the church, we're, we're talking the whole body of Christ. We're not just talking about a building. And just coming on Sundays, checking up, walking in, sitting there in the chair in the pew and then walking out, that's not being the body of Christ. Because then, yeah, then there's nothing there. The people are not going to be able to, to suffer with you and help you out. So that, that, was the, that was the key that we talked about last week. And now that we're going to look at suffering, we're going to see even more the importance of having that body of Christ and persevering that when the loneliness comes and everything else comes, instead of isolating ourselves, we need to right. persevere and push through as uncomfortable as it is, as ugly as it could be and as vulnerable it could be. We need to persevere because healing can be found with somebody's testimony, with somebody's prayer, with somebody's right. just presence of just sitting next to you. So that's what that's the lens that we want to look through suffering today and persevering through suffering. So our first scripture is in Romans chapter 8 verses 18 through 21. And now um, I'll read this and we'll, we'll kind of get into it. So I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the son of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to the frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. And the first part about suffering is that it's the realization that we're living in in a broken world, in a fallen world, and that there's something better. So in our suffering, we're, we get to look ahead and say we long for that better world. It's, it says in Revelation, there was going to be no more pain, no more suffering, no more sickness. There'll be a new body, new creation, and we'll be with God. That's what, when we're suffering, it's like, man, this, this world sucks. There, it's, there's, there's nothing else. Like, I wish there's something. Keeps past- us from getting comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could say something pastoral, like when your life sucks, like, oh, you know, praise the Lord. It sucks. That, that, that's kind of bottom line. But this is not our home. Right. We, we're, we're citizens of heaven. So this is not our home. So we're going to look ahead right. to the promises that is said in Revelation. Right. right. Yeah. So that suffering is a constant reminder of that this is this is not all there is it should create a longing in us mm-hmm. you know in verse 17 right before what you read it says we share in Christ's sufferings in order that we may share in his glory and i love the picture that it says that creation was subjected to frustration so that creation itself will be liberated from bondage to decay so as we focus on being made into the image of Christ not only do we ourselves personally find freedom and transformation, mm-hmm. but the world around us, like all of creation is wow. currently under 
the curse is yeah. currently like all of creation is groaning. I mean, mm-hmm. you see it in even as you look at the animal kingdom. You know, the yeah. predators, the hunted, the the it, earthquakes, the, the earthquakes. Stuff. Right? So. You know, I mean, not to mention what mankind has done with. Yeah pollution and all of that but as as we suffer as we groan we look for that new heaven and that new earth that god has promised and it keeps us from from settling down and becoming too comfortable right it's even with the brokenness how many people pursue happiness in this life and they get comfortable with their nice home and their nice family and their nice mm-hmm. cars and their nice job right and and that suffering until suffering comes in until some trials come in and it kind of rattles your world then you realize you, it creates that longing for something beyond, yeah. for something more than what we see and can taste and touch and feel. Yeah, and that, just going back to what Trisha, Trisha was talking about this earlier, um, before we started this, is, is that verse 18 kind of gives us so much hope. It says, I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. As much as we're going through right now, what God has for us later, not in this world, but later is so much more. Like, yes, it's, it's just uncomparable. It's the, the scripture is just right there talking about this glorious, glorious future that we have. And when we focus on the glorious future, like we, we kind of can, you know, we stumble through. <laughs> we right. stumble through. I'm like, I know as soon as I get to that finish line. Um, right. Definitely gives us that mindset and that's what pushes us through so that that's definitely the first point that we we wanted to share about what is the suffering how persevere persevering helps with the suffering sometimes that's why again going to persevering in the body of christ is sometimes you need when you're in the, that place um, sometimes you need somebody to remind you that because in the dark places we don't we don't see the light sometimes so you need to have that brother and sister um, in faith, who be who reminds them? Maybe even show the scripture. It's like, hey, maybe not the first day, <laughs> because I, right. I don't, sometimes you just need to sit with them and this, say, "Man, this, this is sucks. This is rough, and yeah. I feel your pain." Um, exactly. But to know that that great is our reward in heaven. Sometimes you know it's like, yeah, but that doesn't help me right now. Yeah. Right. And but if right. we really can see that God has promised not just salvation, but that whatever we suffer here on earth. He's going to make it worthwhile, not mm. not only and in his grace, uh, you know, he even does it in this lifetime. How often do we hear testimonies of things that people have struggled or suffered through and then God uses it um, to be part of their purpose and their calling in life? You know, yeah. in his grace and mercy, he doesn't even always make us wait until uh, he makes all things new. He allows us to get a glimpse in the here and now, which kind of leads us to the next point, which is not only do does suffering draw us to long for a better world for the new creation the new heaven and the new earth but it also suffering puts a desire in us to become better in and of ourselves yeah but a better better person a better reflection of who christ is um thank you that's that's perfect we're going to look at romans 5 3 to 5 i think it's going to help us look at it um, it says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering, right? That's the topic for today. We rejoice in our suffering. I know that sounds really uh, crazy to to rejoice in the suffering, but that's what the scripture is saying. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. 
the this this friction that we're having it's it's going going through all the suffering and as we persevere through that suffering um we we if we focus on God through that suffering we can turn and find joy in the Lord we can find hope in the Lord we can find peace in the Lord. We can find love. And the key is that we have to fo- focus on God through this situation, on his word through the situation, through and through his promises, because a lot of times it might lead to bitterness and anger and hate during those right. times if we don't focus on God. Right. And that, I think that that's, that's a big difference, but it's, it's, it's that, um, sharpening it's uh being refined by fire i know that that sounds really painful but you get it with that gold that's being refined by fire it becomes pure gold and that that's kind of our thing we want to be purely reflecting who god is less of us and more of him that, that's the goal that's john the baptist right away he identified i gotta be i gotta be less so he could be more so as we're going through this suffering we have a chance to deny our flesh the our right. our 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 evil desires and bring out the the character of god right. the character of christ i think it's important to note too again in the original text it, where it says that we also rejoice in our sufferings we're not rejoicing in the suffering it's not like mm-hmm. yay i just got this horrible <laughs> diagnosis praise the lord Thank or you. yay yes. my country is at war you know no yes. Yes. it's saying we we are able to rejoice in the midst of suffering that even though we are suffering even though we may have physical pain or persecution or you know we, whatever the struggle is that's in front of us that we can take heart mm-hmm. in the midst of that suffering because we know that that suffering is not in vain, that God will redeem it, that mm-hmm. God will mm-hmm. create in us these this fruit, right? The perseverance, the character, the hope, and that the hope does not disappoint us. So, you know, we don't need to be this this false yeah, you know <laughs> thank you for thank you for saying that. absolutely yay i lost my job this is just another chance for god to get the glory no that's not, that's not what what the teaching should you know is it's that even as we suffer even as we go through uh the valley that we rejoice it says in the verse right before that in verse two it says we rejoice in the hope of the glory of god so we're rejoicing, remember, persevering through the suffering. So we're not going to stay in the suffering. We're not going to focus on the suffering. We're going to look beyond the suffering and we're going to rejoice at what's on the other side that we know this is not forever. We know this is not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. We know this is not all there is, but there's something beyond. And that's why we, you know, maybe hard pressed on every side, but mm-hmm. not crushed, Crush. right? That we yeah. may be, you know, push down but not we don't despair we may be on the brink of despair but the holy spirit always comes at just the right time uh, and sometimes he uses you know another brother or sister in christ to speak that word of life into us when we need it most yeah it's, it's, it's one of those things that i know it's a it's an old one when they're talking about like if you're praying for patience he's not just gonna give you patience he's gonna give you situations <laughs> when you need that require. You require patience and he's gonna be like all right See that really long line? You're going to stand in that really long line and you better be patient. You're going to learn patient today. Right. You, want, you, want, you want to have more faith? Uh, you, don't, you don't want to pray for more faith. <laughs> you want to pray for more faith? All right, cool. I'm going to give you time of financial difficulty. I'm going to give you time of sickness so that way you can lean on that faith knowing that, man, God is going to carry you through it. But that's, 
we're talking about suffering and uh, woe is me, but man, God is building you up. God is right. making you more like his son who suffered and his right. character was shown. Right. And I, I think that a, a key part of that is what we are learning through suffering uh, is obedience. And I know that's like not a word that people but like to hear or talk about. Those who love me will obey me. John right. 15, right? Because it's not, it's not a legalistic thing. It's not that we have to be obedient or do works in order to earn God's favor. We start from the place of being adopted as children and being loved. Mm-hmm. But he teaches us through suffering, we learn obedience. It says in Hebrews, that's that's even what happened with Christ, right? Was that he learned obedience through what he suffered. I'm trying to find where the... Yeah. But while you're looking at just that whole legalism, I, we, I mentioned a couple, a couple of months ago when I got this awesome devotion that I was reading and this revelation of legalism is obedience without love. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we need that love. Because if, if I'm obeying you out of love, I'm just, that's how I show you love. If I'm obeying you just because I have to check the box, that's legalism. Right. That's you're just doing just to do it, not because you love the Lord. Right. And we really need to make sure we don't get caught up in that. Did you find the verse? I didn't, but it's, I know it's in uh, Hebrews where it talks in chapter 12 about uh, if you struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding of blood and it talks about if you are disciplined if you are not disciplined then you are illegitimate children Um, no discipline feels good at the time but painful later on it produces a harvest of righteousness Mm, and peace for those who've been trained by it so strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees make level paths for your feet um, so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed so just this idea that god uses our struggles um, in order to create fruit of righteousness in us. Yeah, so next time you're suffering and going through something, you, you might have to, instead of like, woe is me, maybe like, man, what is God is teaching me right now? How is he making me more like his son? That right. And uh, again, it's, it's a very heavy, I feel like, teaching to accept it, especially when you're hurting, when you're going through stuff, somebody, you know, like... You're, somebody died you're being you're sick you lose your job you're going through all this stuff and be like all right what is god teaching me you just want to you want to curl up in the corner and and just give up yeah kind of give up but we it's going back to that whole thing of hope perseverance leads to character building and leads to hope um so and so that kind of leads to our last point about mm-hmm. curling up in a corner or Finding what God is looking at. And the, our, the last one is living out our life as a witness, our testimony. When we're suffering, the world is looking at us and seeing what are we going to do. Because anybody can do the good times. That is easy to do the good times. Mm-hmm. We can do good times and say praise the Lord all day, every day. We don't need God to do good times. People forget to praise him and thank him for the good times, so sadly. But what are you going to do when you're suffering? That's the most powerful, one of the most powerful witnesses. Christ on the cross, as he's on the cross, he said, forgive them, Lord, for they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's, there was grace. There was forgiveness, even on the cross. And that's powerful. So uh, I love to look at Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, starting at verse 17. He talks about this. The, the, what kind of character we do through suffering. It says, though the fig tree does not bud 
and there are no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice the Lord in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. Amen and amen. So it's that whole thing. Like what's going to happen when, like for him right now, he's showing there's no, there, there's no harvest. There's no animals. He's starving. But I will still praise the Lord. And again, like, like the waitress said, you're not just putting a smile on my face and be like, eh, it's all sucks. Everything. I lost my job. Yay. It's not that at all. It's I'm going through this. This is hard, but I'm going to still lean on God and trust in my faith and trust in my hope what he's going to do. That's how we testify to what God, what God, who God is in our lives and who God could be in their lives. It's the, it's the important part of our faith is witnessing to sharing our testimony. People, you know, you can read the guy, give them some scripture and people be like, huh, but what did he done in your life? Right. But even to testify, like the, the story of, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. That God can deliver me from this fire. Yes. But even if he doesn't, like we will still not bow. Like we will still worship the Lord. And, and even if there is no, you know, healing, even if there is no miracle, even if there is no sign and wonder, God is still good. Like his yeah, grace is sufficient. Yeah. That's a testimony. Is that, again, not that we fake it. No. And not that we pretend that we're enjoying it when we're going in the midst of a trial, but that we remain obedient, we remain faithful, and we worship him in the pain. We worship mm-hmm. him and we we stay faithful. So the, the verse that I had quoted earlier, I found it. It's in uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verses 7 through 10 it says during the days of jesus's life on earth he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death Mm. and he was heard because of his reverent submission so i want to pause there for a second because sometimes in church we we give these platitudes right like oh you know if you're sick just you need to have faith and you'll get the breakthrough. You just need to name it and claim it. Or you need to just pray harder. And if you didn't get the healing, it's because you didn't, maybe you didn't send that $100 to mm. that televangelist, right? Um, you know, you, are you faithful in your tithing? So maybe, you know, and we, we're quick. And, and it says here that he, with loud petitions, cries, and tears um, to the one who could save him from death. And it says he was heard because of his reverent submission. Yet he still died. Mm-hmm. He still died because... It's, and this is where it came in, the obedience part, because in verse 8 it says, Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. That's a whole theology right there yeah. that we're not going to get into. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So through what Christ suffered, he... He cried. He got angry. We saw from Palm Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, he flipped tables. He got angry. He cried. He, you know, he went through his emotions. He felt abandoned and despaired in, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane when his yeah. friends were falling asleep and had abandoned and betrayed him. So those emotions are natural and, and normal, but they can't dictate our character. 
and our integrity in what we do. So persevering Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we push down the emotions. We can lean into our whole selves, but then we submit and surrender in obedience to God and we stay faithful in worship. We continue to pray. We continue to gather with other believers and we don't give up the faith. He can heal us. He can deliver us. But even if he doesn't, Mm -hmm. we need to worship him. Yeah. I think before before we you know this morning we talked about how the Holy Week really looked for Jesus, like we're like yay Holy Week, like it, it was it was rough, mm-hmm. it was it was rough going on a donkey, being persecuted, being hungry, and the fig tree didn't have figs, you know, just as simple as <laughs> he that. Curses the fig you know, tree. He, he curses the tree because it wasn't growing. Um, you know, but he he went through a lot, and I'm like picturing the you know the the. But the Gethsemane, he, he tells he tells his disciples, "I'm I'm I'm so burdened right now, like after yeah. sorrow to the point so, of death." Yes, mm-hmm. you know he was hurting so much, and he's sharing this with his his disciples, his friends, his brothers, you know, and he pushed through. That now my will be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please take this cup for me. Right, you know, but but he had to go in obedience. All of a sudden, he didn't go singing. Joy comes in the morning. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he did. He said, "Take this from me." He pled. He pleaded with but, God, and, and, and that's okay for us to do that. God can handle yeah. all of our emotion, all of our disappointment, all of our fear, our our whole selves. And I think we do a disservice mm. because if we're being transformed into the image of Christ, if if our mind, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Well, he can't transform what you hold back. Ooh, yeah. So if we if we yeah. only bring our happy selves, mm. you know, then... It's like, you're good. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> you're right? good. Uh, so persevering through suffering, I, I think it's really important for us to to make sure that as we do that, we bring all of the pieces, all of our brokenness. Because only then can we be fully healed and restored. So I don't, I don't know this this is somewhat on topic, but I just got you know it's one of those aha moments as we're talking about it because I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing Jesus at a Gethsemane just at a point of so what is it again suffering to a point of sorrow yeah sorrow to the point of death all this pain and he's weeping and he's crying out to the Lord and then and then when it was time comes he's like all right wake up here, my betrayer is here. And he's just ready to go. And the picture of David as he's crying to God for his son. When, uh, when Nathan yeah. said that your son will die. And how David is pleading, not eating, fasting, ashes on his head, just broken, pleading with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, your son's dead. He's like, well, I pleaded with the Lord. Yep. I'm going to take his will. I'm going to fall under his obedience. Right. And he goes to the temple and then he sits down and eats a meal. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things like yeah, come to the Lord, plead with him, agonize it, like, but still be in obedience. Right. You know, it's, it's it was just his great, 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 great father kind of <laughs> did it for him, you know. So it's, it's just important. So so what of, of these things like we, we've talked about the three things of. When we suffering, how we as we what builds up in our perseverance and our suffering that we build up this this uh, longing for a better world to come. Mm-hmm. That the suffering that we're going through right now doesn't even compare to what's coming ahead for us. That through our suffering, as we persevere, 
that we become if we let God do his job, if we focus on him, right. we become better better people, better followers of of Christ, becoming a better reflection of who Christ is. And then uh, we are, through our suffering, gives us opportunity to give honor to God through our witness, through our testimony, through through how we go about in our suffering. And that's going to give uh, glory and honor. So suffering, we don't want to say that suffering is... is is awesome but suffering it is part of this fallen world and mm-hmm. we can suffer and curl up or we can give glory to god we can allow god suffering. to redeem it mm-hmm. absolutely right and just to close up so hebrews 12 uh, verses 2 it says let us fix our eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and then sat down at the right hand of the throne of god Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So I think that's, you know, what we need to do is in the midst of it, not fix our eyes on our problems. We can admit them and wrestle with them and shake our fist and do what we have to do. But we fix our eyes on the other side and we fix our eyes on Jesus and that he endured the way he persevered through that suffering uh, was the glory that of the promises of God on the other side. And, And he's given us those same promises that we have the hope of resurrection. We have the hope of glory. We have the hope of everything being made new where there's no more tears or crying or pain. Yeah. Uh, and, and in that, you know, we don't lose heart. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to God. Know you are loved and covered in prayer.